When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Al Cole from CBS Radio, and I want to tell you about a Renaissance woman who excels at everything she puts her innovative mind to. And you know, I'm going to start it out like this. What would you say if I told you that I was going to introduce you to a lady who is a very successful business entrepreneur and a world-class creative force as a realtor, interior designer, hosts charity golf tournaments for wildlife, and is the cutting-edge author of the stunning Magical Forces Within? Well, Al, I'd say make the introduction, brother. <laughs> I've just been dying to learn some of all of those things from somebody who sounds like a real magnetic lady. <laughs> well, you're in luck because not only can you learn about the fabulous life accomplishments of this woman, whose name happens to be Rhonda Grant, <laughs> but week in and week out, Rhonda will introduce you to some of the most exciting guests on the planet as she hosts her own awesome podcast, The Rhonda Grant Show on Contact Talk Radio. Week to week, Rhonda skillfully weaves the magical forces within her with the extraordinary discoveries in the sometimes ordinary lives of her guests who blossom before your very eyes through the guidance and know-how of such a skilled and sensitive host as Rhonda Grant. you got to check it out. Check out all the action at rhondagrantauthor.com. That's rhondagrantauthor.com. Dot com to witness the extraordinary discoveries in otherwise ordinary lives. And I hear some of you asking right now, well, Al, how do you know all this? <laughs> I'll tell you. It's because I weave some of the same magic on my own nationally syndicated show called People of Distinction. It's all about humanity at its best. Every guest with extraordinary things to say about the magical forces within life itself. Get it? So check them out. The Rhonda Grant Show, Extraordinary Discoveries in Ordinary Lives, and People of Distinction, created by me, Al Cole from CBS Radio, now hosted by my amazing son, Benji Cole. You can check out People of Distinction on Apple Music or email me for exciting updates on my music and my books, too, especially Romance for Women on Amazon. Email me at al at alcoholic.com. You heard me right. That's A L at A-L-C-O-L-E-H-O-L-I-C.com. And I really want to thank my CBS radio listeners for coming up with that handle, Alcoholic. <laughs> Seems like from day one, my listeners have been saying, Al, we love what you're doing there, brother. In fact, we're hooked on it. We're Alcoholics. So here we go in classic form with a swing of a golf club as she hosts another charity golf tournament for wildlife and another incomparable Rhonda Grant show. So all together, everybody, here's Rhonda. Thank you for tuning in. You are listening to the Rhonda Grant show right now, and we have many great guests on the show, and I have a great guest coming up. If you've been searching for a deeper meaning in your life, go to Amazon and pick up my book, Magical Forces Within. You know, we are all ordinary people having extraordinary experiences, and we have a fantastic guest on the show today, Precious Fuller. We're going to find out about her extraordinary experiences. Precious 
is a career coach and consultant with a focus on diversity, equity, and inclusion. Her impact goes far beyond any title due to her ability to connect personally and purposefully with those who she comes in contact with. Her love for humanity and is evidenced through her mission to implement fairness, understanding, and accountability in as many spaces as possible. For Precious, the bottom line is people and helping them connect to create their environments that are conducive to all. In her words, it really is all about people and the acknowledgement as well as appreciation of our shared humanity. Welcome to the Rhonda Grant Show, Precious. Thank you, Rhonda. I'm happy to be here. I'm excited that you're here with us. My first question is, was there anyone or anything that helped guide you on your path that you're on right now? Absolutely. And I'm going to have to first start with the Smith family. That's the family I came from, Smith slash Terry, um, but specifically Smith. When I came home from the hospital, that is the family that nurtured me, not just physically, but in my belief systems, being able to help me with my um um, so belief in who I am and that I count, that I matter, that I'm special, that I actually am precious. Mm-hmm. I got that from them. So that would be with my, my, of course, my mother, but also my grandparents in a very strong way being her parents. So yes, they have impacted me greatly and my belief system that has resulted from that, which we may get to in a little bit. Yes. And um the work uh, that you established uh, to implement fairness and understanding and accountability in business and personal relationships, can you expand on that and, and how you do that? Like, I know it's done through your coaching and consulting, but I'm just wondering if you could expand a little bit on that. Well, sure. Uh, I do have a model that I use and it has equanimity at the center. And it's a funny word. I smile almost every time I say it. However, it has such a powerful, deep meaning. And it's a psychological state of mental calmness, clarity, particularly in situations that would have other people unnerved and disheveled. The, The ability to remain calm and settled and clear thinking during times of distress is very important because decisions are made during that time, people are impacted. So my emphasis is on equanimity before we do anything else. We wanna start from a state of truthfulness and calm and what's real, not what our emotions are feeding us, not what our conditioning and belief system that has sometimes been skewed is feeding us. But we wanna start with what is, and then we grow from that um, with education, with, Uh, awareness, consciousness awareness, aware of the conditioning that we have experienced in our belief systems. We start there to be able to grow, connect, and align. And in being able to do those things, those three, growing, connecting, and aligning with what is, we have results that come from that. Whether we do it or not, all of those things are still impacted. Our connection with others whether we are able to be aligned with ourselves and are settled and stable and our ability to grow is impacted by whether we have uh, done the work. And if not, the results, we have an effect either way. Mm -hmm. And when you talk about uh, being calm and being settled, um, how do you uh, work with somebody to calm them and settle them so that they can um, 
you know, make uh, the, like the decision that they should, because I know that if you're, excuse me, if you're stressed, it's hard to um, find that calmness and find that center in order to settle, to uh, make the decision. Well, you're absolutely right. And I think the first thing would start with a desire to. People, we don't do anything we really don't want to do. So we have to be willing to learn what we don't know or to just observe sometimes so that we can be settled and then begin to practice and be aware of what we need to do to get us to the next step. So people are not able to be forced into this. This is a choice. It would be something they choose. And then I'm there to help them align with those choices as to the next steps. So it's definitely a choice being able to be settled. And a lot of times we feed off of one another. We are interconnected. So I believe if I'm able to be settled and rational, that that is evident and then it comes off and it comes across to those that I'm dealing with. So I'm one of the factors uh, and a person's choice is definitely another Um, because sometimes instead of being right, we want to be right, even if we're wrong. But if people are humble enough to say, okay, let me just see, let me be open enough, then they're able to learn. But if they just want to be right, even if they're not, that that probably would not be the person who would come to me or either stick with me. But those who are interested in, you know, the settling process, we will practice that together. I settle, you settle, and then it's a choice. It's a choice as to whether you want what will come from this uh, settled environment. And if not, then that's a choice. But when people do want that, there's more besides, there's more coming. Mm-hmm. And sometimes do you find that it's just a matter of helping get the ego out of the way so that the, the person can be centered in the truthfulness of themselves and the essence of themselves in order to make good decisions? Yes, ego is a big part of it. And I still say so much of it is choice. And another word that's important to me, I'm going to say it's humility, you know, in a space where it's so big, it's so, you know, it's often desirable to be the biggest, the baddest, the best. And there's a saying, goat, the greatest of all times. You know, we, we, we love those accolades, but there are times that we are foolish in them because we really are the same. And there are times we need to just settle with that. And it's interesting to me because we can think we are everything and more and so much more than others. And then sometimes a tragedy or a situational hit there are things that can knock us down. There really are. None of us is so bad or so strong that that we cannot be impacted by life. Mm-hmm. And when things happen, they have a way. And I can remember a time I was um, complaining about something that was going on in my life or I wasn't happy about it. And I got a phone call and it changed everything. And I forgot what I was talking about. I, I forgot the impact of it because it meant nothing. And that's where we're the same. When things hit us, like those gut punches and take your wind away or throw you off can make you confused. Like what happened and how? You you didn't even have a chance to catch your breath. It doesn't matter your status at that point. Our humanity is the same and we need some help during those times lest we lose ourselves because there are things that happen that really 
show themselves to be bigger than we are and bigger mm-hmm. than what we know what to do with. So when we choose to be humble, then we're in a space of learning and the ability to grow. And if we're not, so yes, ego plays a part, but I, I believe they're all connected. Um, humility. And that is a choice as well. Some people may naturally have more than others. Some people may be a, naturally a little more arrogant or prideful, but when you are intentional and willing to be humble, and if you're fortunate enough to have that automatically, how great is that? Um, you're mm-hmm. in a space, you're in a space that many people, if they knew better, could actually almost covet. They don't have to covet it though, because they can make some choices and changes themselves. But people who have that, they have so much more insight, foresight. They're able to see more because they're not the ones um, needing all the attention. They're actually observing, paying attention, and are able to implement the lessons they learn just from that simple process. Mm-hmm. And I really liked what you said is uh, you remembered that you were uh, thinking about uh, something that had happened and then you got a phone call and something more important was available to your mind, basically, or to you. And so you focused on that, whether it was good or bad, and all and the other fell away. And I find that uh, there are some people uh, who uh, want to um, agonize about things, stew about things is another word that I've heard. um, Because it's what they do. And Mm -hmm. they, they, they don't know how to Uh, break that cycle and it's it's interesting that you said the phone call uh, for me it was a car accident um, that broke broke all of my cycles and it was almost like a a kickstart again Um, so do you want to speak on that just a little bit more well sure I can it's interesting because we can be very self-involved creatures and there are times that things are happening to us that are impacting us and we're due to feel it, acknowledge it, talk about it. Um, Sometimes we can get stuck there. And if we're not practicing living in the present, we're dealing with something else, something we're fearing happening in the future. We're dealing with things that have happened in the past that are unable to be changed. When do we get to appreciate right now? If we're spending so much time in either space, after mm-hmm. or before, when do we get to appreciate right now? We have we need practice in doing that. We need to just take some time aside and just appreciate right now. I'm very comfortable in this chair I have. I'm happy about it. I'm settled. No one is harming me. I'm able to breathe clearly. I can appreciate this present moment and talking to you and all of the other people who are able to hear me. Hello out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but if I'm so focused on other things, I don't get to appreciate. And these interruptions we have in life can sometimes bring us back because they, it interrupted us. Sometimes it needed to be something strong to really catch our attention. And those strong things can happen. I mentioned a a point of reference that my, um, as actually my grandfather said, there's, it's a mighty strong wind that doesn't ever change. So how many of us are just that strong that we ever change direction? Circumstances can make us, it can, interrupt that flow. So sure enough, interestingly, rather, whatever I was dealing with, it was something from work. I got a call and my grandfather was in the hospital. That was, it, it just really shook me because um, mm-hmm. it shook me back to reality 
Um, I had been naive in my thinking and about my family and the health and certain tragedies had not hit us. But this one, and I was driving actually, um, this one was something else. It's like you you don't even, you, you know where you are, <laughs> but everything else kind of stops and you're, yes. you're not aware of the other stuff out there. Um, that was happened to be one of mine. Um, I did live through that moment, clearly. He did too, through that particular one. Um, but it's just interesting because there are things in life that are so much bigger than what we focus on. But if we're only always focusing on our, ourselves, things that are not going to our favor or not comfortable enough for us or the issues that we see that other people have as we perceive them, um, we're just very self-absorbed and involved and there's life going on around us and dare say there are more important things often that are going on too that we should really be plugged into or maybe that we should be celebrating, we should be appreciating, but we have to be in the moment for some of that. And if we're dealing with the past or the future, we're not present. So there's a, there are times, and that one was one for me, it slowed me down. It slowed me way down and you get to regroup. So there is beauty that can come from, let's say, ashes. That's in the song, so I'm not taking it. I just, I can resonate with it. There are things that can come good because when we stop, we have the ability to gain something now. Our attention has been caught. So now that my attention is there, what will I take from this? Who can reach me that maybe couldn't reach me before? What do I recognize that I couldn't see before? Because now you have my attention. So these situations, so much good can come from it. It doesn't mean it always does, but I do believe that has to do with our choices as well. The choices and sometimes the supports we have to, to be able to recognize those other things that can benefit us and others. Um, but I'm grateful because it doesn't stop when tragedies happen. It doesn't stop when bad things happen. And that's currently something I'm dealing with. Um, I'm such an empathetic person and in having great empathy I, I can absorb and feel the good when good is happening, but also the negative. Mm -hmm. And I have to deal with that. I, I, have to, I have to reach to my power source. And I'm thinking, how am I going to handle this one? I didn't see it coming. I wasn't ready for it. It hurts. And I don't know what to do with it. And it's not only because it's impacting me. Mm -hmm. First, it's often because it's impacting someone else I know or love. Yeah. Because I am connected with humanity and our human condition. I... I know it doesn't have to be mine that something bad happened to, but it was someone else's, their loved one. And when that happens, and, and don't let me know the person, often even if I don't, but oh my goodness, that's personal. That is personal. And it shows me how fleeting life can be, how we cannot make any guarantees for ourselves or others. And it leads me to a place of what am I going to do with this? Mm -hmm. But as I stay there, good things are able to come from it for me. It takes me some time, may take some tears and just take some introspection, but good can come from that and it often does. And as a result of that, whatever I get good, I cannot keep it to myself. It's mm -hmm. coming out, it's yes. coming out. It's gonna impact those who know me the most. And then sometimes those who just 
have the, a chance encounter. It's coming out intentionally because it wasn't made to be bottled up. And that is something that I'm grateful for. So this empathy, it's, um, it could be considered a weight, but it's also a great connector for me with others. Because as I understand my experiences and my challenges, the things I go through, I'm able to understand others too, because I recognize we are so alike. Yeah, I'm, I mean, um, I, I think we talked about this before is that Buddha says there are no other people. That's, that's the saying, I really like that. We there are, are no. yeah, there are no other people. Uh, and, that, and that's the sameness, we're all the same. And people uh, don't, don't, may not get that, uh, may not know that. But when you hear that, there's something I find that resonates within uh, people that they do have an understanding of that. Um, when you say, um, you know, um, that you can miss things um, uh, when you're in that state, that you can miss things. Now, this is before the phone call. So you're, you're in your uh, state of, you know, thoughts tumbling in your head and stuff like that but you can actually miss out on life because you are so busy in your head and I don't mean you personally I mean myself as well and many other people we miss so much when we when we are self-absorbed and the I, I really liked what you talk about I mean this is really great uh, teachings that you are um, imparting with us um, that uh, you talked about, I'm thinking here now what you talked about um, is being present, paying attention, and, and being centered in your body so that you can see and feel exactly what's going on and separating from uh, the self-talk. So are what are you asking so me i'm no so i'm just summing that up that i'm i'm really grateful that you have um um taught us about that because it's really it's so so important um what i'd like to talk about now though is um how fairness understanding and accountability can change the culture of business okay Thank you for that. I appreciate your question. You're welcome. <laughs> to me, it really is about fairness. And, you know, there's a famous saying, or I, I don't know what we call it because there's no name attached to it, but life isn't fair. Things are not fair and they aren't. And that's also why it's in the condition it's in. If we can put those two together, sure, it's not fair. So, so on some level, we have to accept if I don't know if accept is the best word, but we have to acknowledge and recognize that it's not. Mm -hmm. That's also why we're in the state we're in. Yes. And I relate that with people. We cannot do harm to people that, that is unfair and expect a good and just world. Yes. I don't care what it looks like, what name it goes by around the globe. It's something. That's something that causes us to, to even need diversity, equity, and inclusion supports that we even have, I mean, we can call it tribalism. You can talk, call it gender inequality, whatever, what caused it in the first place? Who gets to sit in 
a seat to determine I get something and you get something else. Who determines that? Who gave you that ability, Mm -hmm. that power? And when we are not fair, it has impacts that are far reaching. We're not even able to, sometimes we can dig a hole so deep, can't even see how to climb out of it. And it doesn't have to be something we did, but it could be something that was done. And now we're living the results of it. Fairness is important whenever we have the ability and the opportunity to create it, why would we not when we recognize the dividends that it pays and and beyond our lifetime even? So fairness is important. And in incorporating that, we have to have a basic understanding. When we have been conditioned and we have such strong beliefs, but they're not rooted in what's fair or just, we've got to get there first. We've got to understand something's got to give. Let me challenge these beliefs. Now, if they're accurate, nothing to be concerned about. You're already there. But if they aren't, would you want to know? And the truth is some people know because they feel it's working for them. It really isn't. But as far as immediately, they feel that immediately it is in their immediate circumstances that it's working for them. They feel their favorite. Uh, so getting an understanding of, you know, you got to go beyond the veil, you know, more than surface level, you need an understanding and you have to have accountability for us to do the right thing. Sometimes we have to be held to do the right thing. We have to know that I'm accountable and your accountability could be to a source higher than yourself. And it does. So I'm not saying that it's just because we drive right because we know we'll get a ticket if we don't. Well, sure, sure, sure. Um, But also, how would you feel if you were reckless and you harmed someone? How would you feel if you were reckless and you, you know, took your own life? How would people who love you or depend on you, how would they be impacted? We, we need accountability structures, period. Unfortunately, we do, you know, to, to, to be our best selves and do what we need to do. And what we start with for accountability may not be what we always end with. It may be, I just don't want to get a ticket. But later on, it may be, I appreciate the benefit of, in my first example, of driving comfortably, getting there on time, not having issues and having to stop and exchange insurance because we've had a collision. So, you know, it can start one way, but as we mature and grow, we can appreciate other systems of accountability also. But yes, fairness is important to me. And I think it's just part of who I am. And again, that goes back to childhood as well. There's Mm -hmm. an example um, of how when I was young, I spent a lot of time with my grandparents and sometimes other children would be there also. And whenever uh, we would be outside playing in the yard, my grandfather sometimes would just steal away, go to the store and he'd come back with some treats. Um, He called them suckers. I, I like to give credit to the way he said it. Now, today we say lollipops. I said lollipops then, but I knew what he was talking about. So he'd have some um, candy or some other treats in the bag. And I was always excited. I felt like, I feel like I liked candy as a child more than average. I don't know what that was, but I did. And so when he would come, I'm excited because I get something, get a treat, but only if there were enough. So whenever he got something, it was for the amount of children who were in the yard when he left. When he got back, if it happened to be one more child, oh, you weren't getting it because he was not giving anything to just some and everybody else didn't benefit. So I figured I had a plan. I went into the house. I felt, okay, 
I'm going to talk to him. And I asked him, I said, Papa, that's what I called him. Mm-hmm. Let me just eat mine in the house. And if I eat mine in here, no one else will know. Like I wouldn't have crumbs and stuff on my mouth. No one would know uh, if it were cookies or anything. And I'll go out happy. I've gotten my treat. I don't have to wait. And um, everything will be good. And the ch- other children will be none the wiser. And his answer was no. Mm-hmm. I might have tried again. I don't know if I tried to finagle a little bit. But I wasn't going to get anywhere because his answer was no. He was not going to allow some children, whether they be his or just some neighbors, you know, some, I shouldn't say just, but the point is Mm -hmm. on his watch, he was not favoring some over others. It just wasn't going to happen. And he had a strong sense of that until he passed. And I have the same thing. I feel very strongly about doing what's right. What's in my capacity to do? Why would I not? it impacts somebody. And we often don't see that when we feel we're on the receiving end of the good stuff. Mm-hmm. But what if the role switched? How mm-hmm. much would that matter? How much could that impact you? That exactly. some were picked first or picked and you were picked over. Even when, when, when it comes to something so simple, because we're developing our beliefs, we're telling ourselves stories about what happens to us all the time. So why would you leave someone with a story like that to have to deal with that later? And it could even come back and haunt you later when you can just do the right thing. It wasn't going to hurt me the way. Mm -hmm. What a great teaching that is. And, and a great teaching that your Papa um, had for you because it developed who you are today. I mean, those are strong, unforgettable teachings because you didn't get that lollipop that day. (laughs) So you remembered that. You're listening to the Rhonda Grant show right now with my guest, Precious Fuller, and it's been an exciting time so far. Uh, How many people contact you, Precious? They can reach me on LinkedIn. I'm on linkedin.com slash um, Precious hyphen Fuller. Okay, so linkedin.com and the slash in, another slash, and then my name, Precious hyphen Fuller. That's how they can reach me. And I'd love to meet them. Wonderful. Do you feel that you've been guided on your mission, on your work that you're doing today? I do. I do. I feel that the experiences that I've had have definitely helped shape me and position me. However, I feel that it really goes beyond that also. I feel like it's who I am and what I'm I'm meant to do. I when I have these experiences where I have these deep feelings and um, circumstances impact me greatly because of how they impact other people. When I connect with my power source, I say, this cannot be for nothing. Why would I just want weight? Why would I just carry and be so impacted by the hurts that have happened to other people past and present? What benefit is that to me? I have to make it a benefit. And the benefit is, the learning, the healing, the help I get, I have to pass it on because those people's lives past and present meant just as much and mean just as much as mine, as yours. They mean something, not because someone says they mean something, but because they do. It's either true or it's not. And if you mean something, what qualifies you? Could it just be your job, your status, your amount of money? So what happens if you lose your job? What happens if your health changes? Uh, Does your value depreciate too? We're not cars. We're humans. And we have value. 
um, an immeasurable amount of value. And that being the case, when things happen and they impact us, we are interconnected and they definitely impact me. Why? Why, why do I have that? Why do I have this? And it's got to be for something. It's got to be for greater good, for humanity. Uh, it's, it's important to, and I'm doing that, sharing that and, and helping and teaching my children. And, and they are really walking in light. However, there are a whole bunch more children out there too. And they're just as important as mine. There are other people out there too that are just as important as any life that has been created on this earth. So that being the case, it is, it's deep for me. It's deeper, it's deeper than any particular education. It's real, it's personal, and it's down in the DNA. <laughs> the point is, whatever I'm able to do to help humanity, I'm supposed to do it. That was something that's it's a requirement of me, and it goes beyond an assignment that a, a human being can give me. And I recognize that the things I feel, I'm, I'm grateful to have a place and a space to work through those things. I have time to sit with my thoughts and to grow from them and learn. What happens to people that are in such fast motion? They don't get some of the time they need to be restored and to heal from events and traumatic things that have happened to them. They matter and they matter so much. And whatever can be done to reach out and to help them to know that, and, and the healing that can come from that, oh, it's worth it. It's worth it. So my emotions are worth it when they can reach somebody, when they can help somebody, the impact rather can be um, of benefit to humanity because it won't be of, because of me. I'm just one me being used for that purpose. And I'm grateful and honored to do so. What extraordinary discovery have you found in your life? Extraordinary discovery. I appreciate life. I appreciate people. And it's beautiful as I'm making connections with people all around the world, how similar we are. The discovery is that our accents are different. Our customs are different. But when I meet people and we have a shared likeness, it is so rewarding. So to me, the discovery is people and in how truth stands. And it can be reference differently in the sense of, you know, how we express them based on our experiences, our personalities, our cultures, but it's universal. And when we connect, when I connect with others on the reality and the importance of, of humanity and how to treat one another, it's so rewarding to me because life has not sapped that out of us. Whatever experiences we've gone through, it has not taken that away. It, it's not able to. And I just am grateful when I'm able to connect with people. I, I feel that's extraordinary, that we can look different, but be so similar. And really, we don't look different either. We, we all have the same features. It may look a little different on each person's body and face, but mm -hmm. we, we have them. And I just appreciate the connection that we can. We've lived in different places, but we come together with what's real and what resonates with us. And that is so comforting to me because we have such a powerful benefit for an ability for good for the world. Yeah, we sure do. Um, a couple of times you've referred to your power source. Can you tell the listeners what you mean by that? What is your power source? 
Sure. I make no qualms about it. I trust and believe in God. He is everything to me and I can access him anytime I choose to, and I'm grateful. So yes, God is my power source. That's wonderful. And, and you can rely any time of the day. You can rely on that. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what gets me through. It's not on me. I don't have any power and ability on my own, mm-hmm. but I do have what I get when I'm plugged in and what he gives to me. And so that's what I am eternally grateful for. He's my strength. Wonderful. Is there anything that we haven't covered that you would like to talk about? One thing that is just important to me, and it may have come out, is the importance of understanding and accepting that we are all equal. When we get that, we won't have needs for other programming to help with the symptoms of not doing that. And it's just important. And so whatever people's beliefs are as to how they originated, we all originated the same way. People, as is your quote you mentioned earlier, we said there are no other people, but we are the only people, get how you put it. If you get that, you cannot justify mistreatment of some. But if you do not understand that, oh, you can. You can create hierarchies, caste systems, and you can justify it in your mind because you've created such difference. But that's it. You've created that. It's not real. It's not. And if we can accept that, what a world, what a world, what a world. It would not have to create advantages for some, which automatically means it's a disadvantage for others because it's equal. We are the same people. And I recognize, I appreciate the learning that I've gotten recently as far as my language. There are no races of people. We are a human race. There are different ethnicities, cultures, nationalities. Um, Let's call it what it is. Because when we justify different types of people in the sense of like this, I'm a part of one race, you're another, it can come with the connotation that some are better than others. And we see the results of that. And it's not true. And so we get to choose sometimes if we want to just stay right, which we're not always right. Mm -hmm. Or do we want to be right? If you are wrong, would you want to know it? And if your wrongness is causing harm, which it always, it will, especially Mm -hmm. when it comes to people, would you want to know it? And would you self-correct? Would you be willing to be adjusted and to have things brought to your attention so that you you can adjust. And it doesn't have to be done in a threatening way. It's not about a threatening way. It's a better way. So being able to acknowledge and recognize the truth of our equality as humans, I think it's everything. And it would be reflected in the ways we interact with one another and it will impact our world um, exponentially. So to me, that that will be a point I I can end on if we can just do that. And the point is I take the if away, we can. It starts with each individual. We can, and I choose to. Mm-hmm. That is just beautiful. I, I, I want you to talk, though, as well about connection and belonging. Yes. Okay. When we are able to be connected properly, it makes a difference when we talk about workplaces and the need for diversity, equity, and inclusion trainings and workshops and um, how to include people. 
when we recognize people are people and that we are the same, we have differences. So I'm not trying to paint a broad stroke that we all fit into, the, you know, that we're all the same because we're not. We have no fingerprints are not the same. In this great big world, each of us has a different set of our fingerprints. We're, we're unique. So we're, that's our word. I'm going to say we're unique. Yes. However, when we understand our sameness also, the results are different as to how we set our systems up. All of the systems that we have in whatever parts of the world we live in, our communities, our organizations, our corporations, businesses, our, our um, departments that we work in, that connection and understanding, we can grow from that in such a way that we can get the best out of one another. If I'm plugged in, I can give you all I have. I might have an answer to something that you don't because we're like puzzle pieces, parts of a whole. So you don't have the missing piece until you invite me in, nor do I until I allow you in too, because we have our own separate light and giving that we bring to the table. We have a special give. And when we are connected with one another, we allow that give to happen naturally because I don't have it, you do or something else, you don't have that piece, but I do. And I'm fully equipped to share it and give it and you you the same, but we've got to come together for that to happen. So in a space where people are involved, which are the spaces we occupy, we need to have that connection. And when we are connected and we have a sense of belonging, we show up, Mm -hmm. we show up and we give our best selves. If we feel we have to be stifled for some other, for whatever reason, we may be present, but we're not free to share and give, nor do we sometimes choose to. It may not even be safe to, but when we have yes. our, com- our comfortable selves present because we're accepted, we're appreciated, we naturally, the byproduct, the outflow of that is our best is given and the pieces come together to create the whole. Wonderful. That is, that is just wonderful. Thank you so much. Your genuineness is such an inspiration, Precious. I, I, I just love it. And for our listeners, um, th- this is jam-packed with a lot of um, teaching uh, that Precious has uh, talked about today. And one of the biggest things that I keep on coming back to is the children and the fairness and the inclusivity of everyone um, because different times when I was raising my children, you know, I would see, um, someone not being treated as well. And I thought, you know, that could be your child. You, that could have been your child, not somebody else's child, or, you know, that type of thing is what I thought, or that child could have been my child. And I think that when we think about, that we are all the same. We are a great big family here. And if we saw it that way, and if we saw that if we had the energy to give the same to everybody, that we would be unstoppable as a human race. Absolutely. Absolutely. How powerful is that? And I appreciate that so much because if we can look at it, and the situation, like you said, what if that were yours? Mm-hmm. That is someone else's. That really is someone else's someone, that person's child, um, friend, neighbor, that, that person, that person's life is connected to another. 
and it just may not be yours directly, but indirectly, we all we are all connected anyway. So I appreciate you bringing that to the table because sometimes we have to stop and ask that question: What would change if it were mine? Mm-hmm. How how much care and concern would I have for this to be resolved or addressed? How important would it be for humanity to grow if I were the one being targeted, or if someone I loved were the one being targeted? Um, it changes things because it's become personal. We're not mm-hmm. able to be narcissistic in those moments. We are empathetic. We're yes. understanding that we are part of the same. Mm-hmm. I want this to be resolved and helped because given enough time, it finds its way back to your door. It can. In yes. Your lifetime Interesting. Or, the, or, mm-hmm, or your mm-hmm. children's, it finds its way back around. Why yes. not stop this in its track? and replace it with something better because that something better has, it revolves too. Exactly. But that's something bad. If we just don't care because it's not impacting us, we need to put the word yet on the end of it. Okay. And sometimes it's only because we're not aware. It may already be in some ways, um, but you yeah, put that yet on there. So we need to buy in. We need to buy in. And something I said, since I've given, <laughs> I've given, um, a comment to some points that my grandfather made. I also want to give credit to my grandmother and at her 90th birthday party, she said that um, she got the mic at the end and she said, some people love cats and dogs, but I love people. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's about. It's about loving people. And when we are able to be empathetic and ask the question that you said, what if that were mine? How much difference would that make? Um, We need to care enough, not just care, but sometimes care enough to do the next thing. What is something? And sometimes we may just have to sit with it for a minute because we don't know that thing yet. Mm -hmm. We have to let it develop. We have to let it grow. It's got to take root. And then we have to decide, hmm, you know, it's a process, but the process is worth it because it's worth it to some, whoever it would impact. Exactly. Can you let our listeners know where they may connect with you, Precious? Sure. One more time. Yes. My list, the listeners may connect with me on LinkedIn and I'm on linkedin.com slash in slash precious hyphen fuller. LinkedIn.com slash in precious hyphen fuller. I'd love to meet you. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure having you on the show. Uh, precious uh, are listening. I hope our listeners uh, listen to this podcast a couple of times and, uh, and write down a lot of the goodies that you gave gave us. Um, and the depth of, of what you've sh- shared today has been just marvelous. I just loved the whole, the whole time we've shared together. Thank you, Rhonda. I've enjoyed it as well. Thank you. Theme song coming up for the Rhonda Grant show, Sun on the Water, is composed and performed by my friend, John Park Wheeler. This is Rhonda Grant with the Rhonda Grant show, author of Magical Forces Within, Extraordinary Discoveries in an Ordinary Life, inviting you to look for the magical forces within yourself today and every day. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in to the Rhonda Grant show with your host, Rhonda Grant. If you would like to find out more information about Rhonda and her upcoming guests and the work that she does, go to her website, rhondagrantauthor.com. That's rhondagrantauthor.com. 